Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for 2020's Watch Dogs Legion from Ubisoft, developed by uh, its Toronto studio. I believe that's Watch, uh, Ubisoft Toronto, but published by Ubisoft. This is going to be a spoiler-free review. Uh, there's some interesting story stuff here certainly, but I don't feel the need to dig into it necessarily. I am going to be talking about certain characters and certain things, but I'm not going to get into direct spoilers. This doesn't feel like a, a spoiler, heavy enough spoiler sort of game to where I need to really dedicate a spoiler section to it. So I'm going to be talking about characters and some interesting ones and some other things involving that. A little bit about the plot, just sort of what the game's about and uh, roughly where things go, but no spoilers. So that's going to be the format of today's episode. Uh, let's go to my skip, don't skip, and whatever else rating. Uh, of course we do, if you're not familiar, we have four tiers of ratings system here. We've got the must-see or must-play. If it's a video game, obviously if it's a TV show or a film, it's a must-watch. Um, uh, we've got don't skip, then possible skip, and then skip. So the one rating that I haven't used yet is a possible skip. And that's what I'm going to give Watch Dogs Legion for today. I think that because uh, i got to look at okay what could other people look at this game and want out of it and what did I want out of this game those could be different things and there's the overall quality of the game to sort of judge as well I think that this is an above average video game that sets out to do certain things doesn't quite achieve what they are does have some good ideas but kind of misses its potential in a way I also think if you take away what they're trying to do here like with the recruit system thing and you controlled one character and then you had a bunch of red shirt NPCs well not really red shirts characters with names I still think that you would get the same results if that makes sense so basically what I'm trying to say is you've got a You've got the recruitment system here, which is where you recruit a bunch of essentially red shirt characters. They've got names, they've got voice acting to them, some of which you can tell are pretty similar depending on the, probably the type of the character. Because uh, you've got different sets of characters that you can recruit, different different people that do different things. And then you pick someone based on what you want to do with the next mission or based on what the next mission actually is. Some play, Some characters are better at shooting and hacking and things, some of some characters have got uh, the ability to blend in a little bit better. Uh, like if you recruit a, um Albion officer, they can sort of blend in a little bit better. They can still get detected, which is really annoying. I'll get into all that sort of stuff in a minute. Um, and then you've got people like hackers who can sort of hack things from better distance um, and just generally hack a lot better than your, your normal players, uh, your normal characters, sorry. Then you've got certain characters that have got different weapons, so some characters got assault rifles, some characters have got their own vehicles, um, and that kind of thing. Some of them have got different guns, some people have got shotguns and pistols, assault rifles, that kind of thing. Uh, some people, some characters who are genuinely, genuinely quite useful, that have got, uh, like you can get a medic for your team, which means if you get someone injured, or injured in quotes, uh, they can sort of fix them a lot quicker. You've then got... Um, like a lawyer sort of character where they can, if a character gets arrested, they'll have shorter time in prison because they'll do their lawyering sort of thing. They will call Sol, better call Sol. <laughs> uh, just to reference that show. Um, 
they'll sort of do that and then they can get them out of there i never controlled those characters directly i always sort of left those in the background just so that if one of my characters or one of my team members got arrested or got injured that they would just be able to sort them out in the background um but what i'm trying to say is if if you take the recruiting system out of this game and then you have just a a set of let's say about five characters that still kind of do different things but you switch the recruiting off you had the same story you'd still get the same result because at a certain point in this game once i felt like i'd sort of built my team because i had about nine characters i think at the end maybe more maybe less i think about nine characters uh one was a medic one was a lawyer one was an albion officer one was like a hacker sort of character um and then there was characters i didn't even really use just general sort of normal people i suppose or everyday people um that just had like standard weapons and stuff i never really used them i mainly switched between the hacker character uh if there was a base that was like a bit more you know had some more hacking points and things or like the keys i had to get and then i used the albion officer that's basically the two characters i used um i think in terms of the uh because there's there's the gimmick in this game of like oh you can recruit an oap or an old lady or however you want to phrase those types of people that's put in this game for a joke (laughs) really like i i recruited one i think for i can't remember if it was for a mission or because they were just available to be recruited i used them once they were really really slow i can tell it's just put in there for kind of a joke um like if you if you're climbing up a building or something they'll climb really really slowly because they've got less mobility they'll have like a revolver pistol which looks kind of silly and funny and whatever i used the character once just because i wanted to see what the character was like and i was running away from like loads of well police or albion officers and it was it was just kind of okay this is it's, it's a bit of a comical sort of thing so whether you left that in the game or took it out it wouldn't make any difference but if if you want to let's say you finish the game or you're not intending on like doing the story and you just want to have fun you can have kind of a laugh or whatever like if if you're streaming this game with some friends or you're playing this game with some friends and that kind of thing and like oh look i got this old lady who's running around really slowly she can climb and shoot a pistol and she's got albion officers and drones after her and that sort of thing you you could probably have a laugh with that and i understand that that's why it's in the game but as i said earlier with what other people might want to get out of this game and what i did want to get out of this game that wasn't in my interest i tried it once it was whatever but i can kind of dismiss that i suppose but it's it's just put in there for a bit of a laugh but it is kind of part of a little bit part of the game sort of marketing there is i think an old old lady uh, or elderly lady um on on like the cover of the game so it's it's put it and there was there's one in like the load screen i don't know if some because there's a lot of load screens uh as well um and then they show like different faces of different operatives and there's like an elderly lady uh in there as well so cool fine whatever i'm not going to critique the game for for that necessarily it's put in there for a laugh and hey speaking of like having fun having a laugh you can have a lot of fun with just like hacking cars running albion guards over and like uh shocking them if you've got the right hacking kind of tool and stuff you can have a ton of fun with this game so i i I did at certain points as well there was a few like you know i was about to go to bed or something and come off the game i'd finish my mission i would just spend like five minutes or so just sort of driving cars up and down the street or not driving cars controlling cars up and down the street the funny thing is about that as well 
is you hear them on like their radio of like, oh, we got to find the hacker and that. They'll never find you. <laughs> you can kind of walk up and down the street with your phone in your hand, just sort of, uh, you know, but whether it's London buses or whatever and cars and just sort of running these guards over it. That, that, that's pretty fun. You can have a lot of fun doing that sort of thing in the game. And uh, like I said, if I, if I was finished with like what I was doing, and I wanted to laugh for like five minutes. Because uh, they're running up and down the street trying to like, where's this hacker? Where are they? We've got to find them. And you're just standing on the side of the road doing it. So uh, I had a lot of fun with that. I thought that was good. Uh, as I said, in terms of the game's performance, uh, above average game. This game does have some technical hiccups. It does have a lot of load screens. Some that are kind of unnecessary. There was one load screen in this game, right, where I'd done like a hacking mission or something. I came out of this one entrance to the building, the front door was right there, and what happened was, there was a loading screen that put me into that room, there was two lines of dialogue, one between Bagley, who's brilliant, I'll talk about Bagley in a minute, one of the actual main characters of the game, not an operative, he's like the AI that helps you, and then of my operative, there was one line exchanged between the two of them, so two lines, one each, and then I went out the door, and then there was another loading screen. It's things like that in this game. Where like okay you can kind of. Why didn't you do it to where. This might sound a little, little bit nitpicky. Instead of loading me into that room. And then making me exit that room. And making another loading screen. Just put me outside the building. Have one loading screen. Or have one loading screen. Put me outside the building. Then have the two lines of dialogue. While I'm getting in a car. Or you know setting off for my next mission. It was. It's things like. And that happens. More often than what it should, so I got to critique the game in terms of its technical performance. Um, I didn't have any like glitches or game-breaking bugs or really any bugs necessarily. Um, so in terms of things getting in the way, uh, it was only loading screens really, um, I, and and that sort of thing. So there was no like bugs or or glitches necessarily. No, no, nothing that I can really remember anyway that uh, that I came across. So in terms of the game's performance. It was pretty good, but there's just a lot of loading screens in there, and sometimes just in unnecessary places. So, uh, in terms of other things, in ter- like rating this game as well, I think, because you've now got three Watch Dogs games, you've got one, two, and then Legion. I think this is better than Watch Dogs 1, but not as good as number two. So I would say two's the best, then Legion, then the first one. I think the f- the problem with what, look, Watch Dogs 1, which will now always be its problem, the hacking and everything is very, very basic compared to what you can do in uh, in two and three. It's 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 particularly basic, and uh, that sort of holds the game back a bit. But you know, that was the first entry in the series. You can't really blame it for something it can't really change now. Um, but yeah, I think two still holds Watch Dogs two. That is it, San Francisco, California, I think. Um, still holds a high bar for Watch Dogs Legion for Watch Dogs the series. But I think that two, uh, three. Is quite good. I just kind of think at the end of the day with this game, if you strip out the recruitment system, um, which you, it's it's good to have in there for like options of who to recruit, but you kind of don't need it because if you start this game, you take the recruitment out and you already set out a team of everybody that you'd need. So like a hacker, medic, lawyer type of character, uh, an Albion behind the scenes officer or whatever, and you take the recruitment out, you 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 pretty much get the same game. I think, um, so, so yeah, and then what you could have basically done is, instead of switching to different operatives for different missions, which was quite good, um, you could just have, like, okay, we're heading into a more heavily guarded area, 
you switch over automatically to the Albion officer or something. There's a way that you could have done it. So uh, the recruitment system worked in the end. I thought it was quite good. You just didn't necessarily need it. Uh, and just to kind of clarify sort of how the game works and everything with that. Um, you can't just sort of walk up a street and like spam the recruitment button. You have to do missions for each person. Because basically what you have to do is say like, you know, are you are you interested in joining DeadSec? This person will have a particular problem with the government because everyone does in this game. Uh, and then they'll say like, hey look, if you can help me with this problem that I've got. I'll think about joining DeadSec, and then you do the mission, and then they join DeadSec. That's basically how it works. So, uh, yeah, it, it may, that makes a lot more sense than just, like, hey, I'm going to walk up this really long street in London and recruit, like, 50 people just by spamming the recruitment button. Uh, that would be... That would that would kind of break the game a little bit, I think, if you could just do that. Uh, so, so yeah, but uh, that's that's the situation with that. I don't know how many people you can recruit, but I had about nine in the end. I don't, I don't know if you... If you, let's say you spent 10 hours like recruiting people. I don't know if, if the game limits you to like 40, 50. I don't know how, how high you can get that number. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good system. It, it worked fairly well. So uh, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to do? Um, well, I remember what that was. Let's take a quick little break actually. We'll go into some housekeeping. Uh, usually this is where I'd say we're going to go into the spoiler section. But we're not going to do that because this is a spoiler free review. Uh, so just, just stick around. See you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I did just record the United cast episode for where we beat Southampton 3-2 away from home today. That's not uploaded yet, but look out for it at some point later. Star Trek Discovery still continuing, Season 3, Episode 7. Uh, TV Talk, talking about High School Musical, the series, Emily in Paris, Procedurals, The Undoing, 
and a bunch of other shows. I did that with Grey. He returned to Entertainment Talk, which was really, really good. Had a nice time recording that. Uh, Walking Dead World Beyond 108. Uh, there's a double episode available now for 9 and 10. Um, so we'll be back to talk about the double season finale next week on Wednesday. So look out for that. United cast 4-1 against Istanbul. That was great. Uh, gaming Talk this week, talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, censoring in video games, Twitch strikes, Nintendo strikes, uh, and my initial impressions, which I guess are a little bit useless now. Uh, my initial impressions of Watch Dogs Legion, which you've just heard me talk about for f- 15 minutes anyway. Uh, but there's that. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead's concluded its mid-season, season 6, episode 7 for the mid-season finale. And that was something as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, let's get into... The story, a spoiler-free sort of uh, discussion review, I suppose. So, Bagley, um, the AI character, clearly a standout. The comic relief, or the comedy relief. Um, it's called comic relief, isn't it, I think, uh, the phrase. But nonetheless, a very, very funny character. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. Overall, really, really good character. You had uh, Sabine in here. She was interesting as well. Um, I like the way that they do some of the cutscenes in this game. Because now you could recruit, obviously, like I said, kind of whoever you want, and that you have to work a bit to get them. The cutscenes do make it feel because obviously these the red shirts, kind of what I, what I said that you recruit. They do have names, they do have voices, they have personalities, they have different outfits. That they are their own person. A lot of the cutscenes in the game do act like they're not red shirts, and that they are sort of main characters I suppose um, because you would get the same cutscenes but with different uh, characters just purely based on who you've got at that particular point so I thought that was handled pretty well you can tell that okay there's probably about I don't know how many different types of characters you can get in this game because I heard that there was like a spy there's like an assassin that you can get they probably have about let's say 20 10 or 20 different types of characters you can get You've kind of got the same sort of voice actors for different characters in the same section. So like if you've got 10 different lawyer characters, they have sort of like the same voice actor kind of. But um, like they change their voice a bit and then you have different voice actors for like the actual different roles. I think that's how it kind of worked anyway. You can kind of tell that um, like with some of the older female characters in this game that some of their voices were quite similar same with like the male characters and that sort of thing some of their voices were quite similar and then obviously the actual main kind of off-screen uh story characters i call, call them story characters like people like bagley and uh and sabine and some of the other ones as well they've obviously got their own separate voice actors so that's kind of how that worked uh in terms of the story um yeah obviously london has been kind of um attacked and there's been this hack thing and it got blamed on DeadSec. That's pretty much the central premise of the story. And then that's where Albion comes from. They're this sort of uh, extreme police force, I suppose you can call them. Uh, definitely very extreme and definitely kind of like abusive. Um, I mean, there's politics throughout this entire game. About like, you know, the way the world should be run and UK politics and... Uh, there's different politicians that are brought up at certain points. I think there was maybe Margaret Thatcher who was referenced as well at certain points. The interesting thing for me is I remember when this game was announced. I think that they said that this game was supposed to like take place po- post-Brexit. Where things have gone really, really badly. Like, you know, we don't have armed 
policemen in this country with guns and like uh outfits and you know like armored outfits and all that sort of thing and we definitely don't have as many drones well yeah there was one there was one drone in london last year at, at uh, an airport i think and everyone kind of freaked out and obviously they're you know the uh london is like swarming with drones in this game um but you have a bunch of them so this is like a really 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 bad version of that but brexit brexit is not mentioned in this game essentially what you've got instead of like a post brexit where things have gone really really wrong you've just got this uh i think they're called zero day the name of the group uh, um again i assure you that none of these are spoilers zero day kind of does this attack they pin it on dead sick and dead sick has to figure out a way back basically how do we save london how do we get rid of albion how do we figure out who was behind um zero day so i'm not going to reveal who that is obviously that'll be going into spoilers but it's basically about figuring out who was behind zero day who are this this team of people obviously and uh you know what what kind of happened that sort of thing um story is good at a lot of different points the story does some interesting things um yeah it's 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 just it's kind of a sub you know subpar kind of good story i suppose an above average sort of one um so you got that going for it as well um the only real other thing to talk about with the story uh this this is more of a kind of warning i suppose well not really a warning i'm not going to tell you what happens at the end but i'm going to tell you the end structure of the game so you get the end of the game there's a there's a uh scene that happens the game ends you get your credits uh you can either fast through or forward through them i'd recommend just skipping them because you can just go to the next scene you get a post credit scene which leaves a cliffhanger and i thought okay cool you know in three to four years when watchdogs 4 comes out because i believe that there will be another watchdogs game this game's done very well for sales wise uh, at least from what i've heard from uh, the october sort of mpd thing um you know i'll wait for watchdogs 4 whenever that's going to be and we'll get to this cliffhanger they do the cliffhanger they throw you back obviously into the open world and it's a situation where okay you can explore the rest of london whatever else that you want to do uh, and that's really cool but then you get given a what's actually labeled as a side mission which is to resolve said cliffhanger so basically the game ends you get the credits you get a post credit scene and then you continue with the story it's only one more mission after that and then the game actually does end but you sort of haven't ended the game when the credits have come up but uh nonetheless that's sort of what happens there um again i haven't told you anything about what happens in in any of those scenes uh so that's what happens with that i thought that was a little bit odd a little bit weird um so that was interesting as well um yeah i think there's a lot of different directions that they can go with watchdogs for they could move to another city again they could continue this story i think um i'd like to see this story continue but i'd also like to see is it marcus from watchdogs 2 i'd like to see some of them characters come back and all that i think that would be quite quite good uh one thing i haven't talked about yet this game is set in the place where i live uh, I don't live deep up London like this game is. You've got like Trafalgar Square, you've got Piccadilly, you've got um, you know London Eye, you've got Big Ben, all all those iconic um, London locations. I don't live in that part of London. I'm not going to tell you where I live, but I don't live there. Um, yeah, really cool to play a game set in London. It doesn't happen very often. I can't even name you the last game that I played that took place in London. I'm actually trying to think i can't think of one i can't think of one game that takes place in london off the top of my head i think there was a grand theft auto maybe once 
possibly. Other than that, no, I can't think of one game. There probably is one out there, but I'm not thinking about it or thinking of what it is. Uh, but yeah, it was cool to see kind of my home, I suppose, not my actual home, but you know, London, where I live and all that, and seeing these iconic locations uh, in the game I thought was really good. Uh, you know, going to Piccadilly again was quite good. Obviously, I've been going there, not in real life, but quite often um, on Call of Duty, because that's a Call of Duty map, Piccadilly Circus, laid out a bit differently. You know, there's buses and different things in different places, but fundamentally still the same map. Oh, well, still the same place. That was really cool. Uh, London Eye, like I said, was good to see. Big Ben was good to see, although it's got this massive label thing on it because of what's going on in the, in the story. It's quite surreal as well to um, walk around in a game in this version of London that's like, you know, there's armed guards and there's drones and there's all these, like, heavy political signs everywhere. Again, because of what's happening happening in the story. Uh, but I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. I'd, I'd love to play more games set in London. And in different parts of London as well would be cool. Um, like if you did something in Manchester maybe. Something in um, like further downwards in London. Or maybe in Scotland or something like that. I, d I don't know. But obviously London's the most interesting uh, place to set a game. Because you do have uh, you know the, the main sort of locations and stuff. But it, it was kind of refreshing to be honest. To not play another game set in America. Or you know different countries and stuff, um, so that was that that was good again to see. Uh, so so yeah, um, that's pretty much my thoughts on Watch Dogs Legion. Um, not a not an incredible game, and above average, a good game. Uh, it's got some problems. Certainly, loading times is a big issue. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed my time with Watch Dogs Legion. The hacking, the fun with that is really good. The story is actually better than I expected. Um, again, not an incredible story. There's a few characters that stick out that are quite good. Like I said, Bagley is, is particularly interesting. Uh, the story here is, especially what happens to the place that I live in, kind of interesting as well with it being hacked and London just being different. Uh, it being set in London was really good. Uh, so that was good as well. I'm going to give this game... I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I think that's 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 where I sort of want to place it. Uh, you know, an, an, an average, above average, good game. Um... I think if you sort out the load times, you make the gameplay a little bit better, the shooting a little bit better, certainly. Uh, I think that you could have maybe notched up to an 8 or a 9 um, as well. This game does still suffer from the sort of Ubisoft jank, or feel, feeling like it's not quite a game, you know, te in, in terms of its technical uh, stuff and uh, its gameplay and everything. Um, doesn't quite feel like a game that's up to today's standards, but it's not a bad video game. I'd, I'd say it's a, it's, it's a good time, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, if you don't want to pay full price for it or whatever, obviously I rent my games through Boomerang, which I've said about before. Uh, but if you're not someone that's got a rental thing and you want to buy this game, maybe wait for it to go down a little bit. I would certainly say, um, you know, you, you could either skip or not skip this game, depending on what you want. Uh, but I would give it a possible skip. I think, uh, but I had a good time. Anyway, that's it from me. Uh, thank you all very, very, very much for listening. If you have played Watch Dogs Legion, what did you think? And if you haven't played Watch Dogs Legion, what do you think of everything that I said? Are you intrigued to go and try out this game? Uh, if you're from America, of course, and you're intrigued about a game that takes place in London, what do you think of that? Because obviously most games these days are set in America. Um, yeah, let me know all your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, concerns, either about anything to do with Watch Dogs Legion or anything to do with Entertainment Talk. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information 
in your show notes. So get involved. Fairly happy with it. Good stuff. Uh, could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot worse. Above average good game. And uh, we'll see where they take things with Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, Watch, Watch Dogs Legion. Whatever Watch Dogs 4 is going to be called. Um, maybe they'll call it Legion 2 or something. I don't know. But we'll see. Anyway, in the meantime, you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games and films podcasts. And Manchester United podcasts as well. Uh, if you like what you've heard today and you want to get involved, you can check out our Patreon page by searching for Entertainment Talk on there. The $1 and $3 level tiers for um, ad-free podcast and uh, review options. Word of mouth, um, if you want to tell people that you know about the content that we've got, that would be brilliant. Just simply tell them. Uh, if you want to do that through social media, of course, that's another word of mouth sort of option. Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups, or whatever you use these days, that would be great. If you want your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk. Or you can search for Geektown on podcast services. Uh, Geektown Radio episodes on Tuesdays, so get involved with that as well. Uh, you've got uh, Bex, <coughs> excuse me, streaming daily over at the moment over on uh, on Twitch. Uh, some interesting, fun stuff over there. Her scream um, Saturday streams that she's got, all sorts of different things. If you search for Trista Bytes, Trista B Y T E S, go and have a look out for her on there. Uh, you can find me on Twitch streaming uh, quite often, not daily, but fairly often these days. Uh, playing some Pez and some different games as well. Did stream a little bit of Watch Dogs Legion, but I just never sort of continued doing that. Uh, but you can find me over on Twitch, eTalkUK, and of course look out for Let's Play Sundays. That's Watch Dogs Legion. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.